A Merry Christmas to us all. A Merry Christmas to us all. And God bless us, everyone. You're listening to the League Podcast, episode 428. This week, George C. Scott's Christmas Carol. I'm Matt Derson. I'm uh, John Cratchit. Old Fezziwig here. <laughs> Clay Inferno. Welcome, welcome, one and all. We're going to start a new thing for December. We're going to do a few for, yeah, holiday for, specials. for At least for one week. I think we'll probably keep it going. No? All right, never mind. Yeah, sounds good. But, uh, okay, if not, we'll just, just forget I said any of this. But at least for tonight, <laughs> for today, we're going to be doing Christmas. And this is what we call our war on Christmas. Or do we have to say holidays? I mean, we're, we're celebrating I was Christmas. thinking that it would be like war on a Christmas carol instead of like verses. Sure. War on, so we do like something like war on the Grinch. I see. Or war right. on, Spoiler alert. War on Elf 2021. All right. Maybe. Let's, I'm planning we'll, we'll... next year's holiday thing. We haven't decided <laughs> we're doing holidays until after this week, even. This is our first. Yeah, like, this is our first one. We're like two minutes into this one. You're planning next holiday season. But we're going to do the George C. Scott Christmas Carol, which was a BBC and... ABC, I believe, uh, I production. Yes, yes. Uh, sorry, could be right. I could be wrong because I have like, uh, you know. I believe you. Last are right. week I said Rodan didn't shoot stuff out of his mouth, and I was wrong. He did. Thank you. I apologize. Okay. I was thinking of lasers, not like freaking so, lasers, man. Not he like stuff. He didn't yeah. shoot like Godzilla, like fire. Uh, apologies. That's that's uh, that's my correction from last week. Uh, I appreciate. Don't and uh, we'll do it. Do... I was like, I thought for sure. No, you were right. You were right. Uh, sorry, I was sick last week. So, <laughs> and, and and I feel as long as we're doing corrections, when we talked about Mank uh, uh, on Netflix a few weeks back, it wasn't Mank from Superman. It was his like uncle or something that worked. Right. Uh, Close. Uh, well, I had to. I made some edits there, oh, but okay. I didn't. I kind of. I think I missed one. So we were still just using the word Mank, even though it wasn't. It was a different guy. <laughs> That's it. But that's okay. This is about, you know, holiday season. It's time for forgiving. So forgive us yeah, for our mistakes. Yeah, you guys put the, yeah. the flagellation sticks away. This isn't Ebenezer Scrooge's time, you know? You don't need to beat yourself up. I can't. Right. So this was a made-for-TV. Yeah. Uh, uh, I feel like you wouldn't know it, though. If you didn't know it was made-for-TV, it is of theatrical quality, I feel, of, of the time. Well, here's well, something I wanted to least- say. In England, it was released in theaters. Ah. Here's something I wanted to ask. Like, I remember watching this when it was, like, on TV. This is, like, when I wish that Ken Reed was... I, I got to call my lifeline called Ken Reed, because, like, how do we know about it? I know I saw it when it was first on TV. Like, they just marketed it through regular commercials and stuff. Like, how do we know? Because I Yeah, I was, it like, was on TV. It was... And yeah. IBM apparently bought all the ads. Yes. Yeah, just crazy. Um, yeah, well, I mean, how did you find out about anything back then? I guess you just I don't see know. commercials nine, or see so I don't TV remember. guide. I um, just don't remember. I, was, I do remember kind of checking it out at the time, but I was talking with Durson before the show, and I didn't really catch on to this until, uh, you know, about 15 years after it had aired. I was more of like a late 90s, early 2000s, and was introduced to it for, uh, by Mrs. Elder. But you incorporated it into your life. In yes, now it's a big part. We just watched it two nights ago again. Nice. So kind of. Of course, we've watched about seventeen different Christmas carols in the past week. So if I start getting things mixed up, <laughs> I apologize. They all kind of run together uh-huh. after a while. Well, you're lucky because my girlfriend fucking hates Christmas and anything to do with it. We are not watching holiday movies around the house. I had to oh, sneak wow. this one. I had to sneak it. You know, she's. I had to close like my computer. She's like, "What are you? What are you watching? Nothing. Nothing." 
turns out it well, was a Christmas Carol. I'm sorry to hear that, but hey. In private mode. Had to put stuff. it on private mode. <laughs> Incognito mode? Yeah. So uh, the reason we it's become part of the, you know, how do we find out about this is, so it was released on VHS in 1995 and then DVD in 1999. So oh, that would... it's been around for a while, but, uh, and now AMC does show it, I think every year as a, you know. That's show. good. Cause it's the good. Rights, it's, worth, it's worth watching. It is. The rights were, um, George C. Scott owned the rights, which is like funny. Um, for the actor, the lead actor to own the rights of the thing, but eh, they do things differently over there in England. But uh, so, like for a while, it was tied up, but it's it's out there now, so you can find it. I think I, we had it at our video store that we talked well, we about. We did, every, yeah, yeah. Every, I'm, I'm but I never rented nice. it. Yeah. I never watched it until yesterday. So. No, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. this was like always a, a big part of my like Christmas. I remember. I don't think I'd seen it probably in twenty five years. Uh, but we watched it, I watched it like when it was on and then like every Christmas afterwards, and, like my family was freaking out about it. I think my dad loved Patton. <laughs> and, like, it was just there one of go. those things where it was like a big, it was like a big like event when it was on. And then like we watched it every time it was on TV after that. I feel like that is something that is kind of lost in the holiday season. It's like, oh, tonight is the night that the Charlie Brown special is going to yeah. be on or yeah, whatever. Go. Oh, you know, the Charlie Brown special is being aired this year on PBS. Oh, all right. That's good. So it's not just Apple being a bunch of jerks. Yeah, they came around. <laughs> I guess they got some flack for the Halloween specials. Anyways, here we So we, we don't have to. Everyone knows the story of Ebenezer Scrooge and yeah. Charles Dickens Christmas Carol. I don't think we need to go through the story, right? I mean, everybody knows. Yeah, no, it's, it's an old guy that hates Christmas and then comes around after being visited by three ghosts. Yeah, sees what an asshole he is. So I mean, basically, essentially, it. The funny thing about this one, that a lot of other things don't really get into. I guess some of them do, but um, the idea is this is the only one that shows like Scrooge's dad, I guess, for example, and his dad's oh. kind of a jerk. You know, yes. so like it's kind of like, well, why did he become a jerk? Well, maybe because his dad was a jerk. You know, and the it's funny because. Um, in my research, I found out like the idea, like that when he says humbug, you know, like Christmas is humbug. I like the meaning is kind of lost, I think, in a lot of people. Like what he means by humbug, it's like I think people would think, yeah, he's just being jerky, but like he's sort of talking about he thinks people are fake and they're not really being charitable, they're not really being generous on Christmas. He thinks it's all just people, it's just a bunch of humbug, like you know, like humbug, like, like. A bunch of bullshit. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the idea, like the definition of humbug, it's supposed to be like deceit. You're just trying to deceive people into thinking you're and more you're, of like a British yeah. meaning. So it's right. like not really an American English word. Like it didn't really catch on over here. So people didn't really, you know. Right. So nobody, but, they made. I think everybody made up their own explanation, which is kind of like what you were saying before, like people are just kind of like, it just means, ah, I don't like that. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. whatever. I yeah, don't I don't like that. But yeah, the idea is it's like supposed that. to be kind of bullshit. Like, you mean, like, and then this is the one where, in this one, it's a little different. Scrooge thinks that he's the only one honest enough to admit that nobody cares about Christmas. So he just wants people to not, just to be honest in a way. It's almost like a Holden Caulfield kind of kind of thing you know like it's not just a miserly old coot you know like george c scott wanted to add like the real sort of dickensian layers to it which i really liked i really liked that you know yeah so i'm glad that it was your first time uh seeing it what did what were your just impressions of the of the thing did you have a good time oh yeah i I did i had a good time i was noticed because a lot of things too like you notice like if you want my first I think the first version of A Christmas Carol I ever watched was Mickey's Christmas Carol. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is now on Disney Plus. Yeah, we I watched that it. tonight too. I'm going to watch it um, definitely uh-huh. in the next Maybe tw- 25 that. days or so. But like, I love that version. And, you know, and then there's like the Bill Murray version. I remember seeing that when I was a kid, you know, Scrooged. Uh, 
And they, you know, yeah, they play a lot. that of... in for the 2023 holiday specials. There you yes. go. Put that down. Yeah. But I mean, they, you know, they play a lot of things for comedy. Obviously, you know, like, but this one, like, man, those ghosts, they are scary. And the ghost of Jacob Marley. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> really, that is messed up. Like when his jaw pops open. After, yeah. Like, oh, 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 that is messed up, man. <laughs> and he I like, mean, like the thing that's crazy about that scene is that he's like who are you and he's like i'm your partner like we've seen yeah, each other like, remember, like for remember 35 me? years <laughs> like yeah I, I know i'm a ghost but like it's still my face yeah, in we my were, clothes my dead we just, ghost clothes we were discussing that as well we were like i don't understand how he doesn't recognize his old buddy and the he's like what thing, the same thing when he when he's in the the room and with his bed and he's like he, he doesn't recognize his own room and stuff like that. But hey, it's okay. He's a little freaked out, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that yeah, like and they have I noticed because for the first time because I have like these really nice headphones and like I, I noticed like how the sound design of the the movie was really like really like you were saying like a theatrical movie like they have that um. I don't know what it is, but it's like a screeching sound, and they use that a lot during like the, you know, Ghost of Christmas Future. Yeah. It's like swing, yeah. which they use like on every. Now they use it like on every reality show, and it's like, you know, <laughs> you're gonna go. Oh, you wouldn't go in the the smash room with me, and they were like, Wing. they would just use that. <laughs> but uh, it it was just really like well, well done, shit, man. It was, like really cool. I liked all the effects. Even though Absolutely, just... yeah, they did pretty well, pretty good for 1984. You know, TV made for TV movie. You know, yeah. you gotta think. The only other thing I liked, which I I made a note of here, so like when he's with the ghost of Christmas Present, who is just a the goofiest that's, looking guy. That's the, uh, that's the guy who played the equalizer on the the TV the TV equalizer, not the uh, <laughs> well, not, not the Denzel Washington equalizer. Right, Edward Woodward, I think. I think yeah. he's kind of famous. Yes, I mean, this, a lot of these people are kind of famous. We he's kind of like that. he plays it yeah. like Odin. You know what I mean? Like he plays. He's just like ah! uh, I think he's a happier Odin. He's kind of jolly, but he also is kind of like oh you oh yeah, he's, Ebenezer. You know, he's all kind of he's like, jolly until he doesn't until he doesn't he can't be jolly until he's like right. here's. And he's like, what is, is there something in this magical lamp? And then the guy brings the torch up to the, up to the camera. And then they like fade and cuts to the next scene. Yes, my lamp is (laughs) magical. And then the same thing with, I wish you would put that golden cap upon your head. Oh, it's like the the dunce cap thing? Yeah, yeah, but she's like, no, but then eventually when he gets back to the room, there's like this scene where he's like struggling with the hat and like putting oh, it yeah. on it's like his, her it's down. like his rug or whatever <laughs> Very... those ghosts are cool man okay i guess i'll talk about it now because we were talking about edward woodward was indeed the the, the, the actor who played the ghost of christmas present but uh also uh michael gow who most of us will recognize as the alfred from yeah. the michael keaton batman yeah. movies and Cheers fans like myself will recognize Roger Reese, who played uh, his name. Oh, he played the Fred. Fred, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got you a Zoom meet and greet with him for Christmas. Oh, he, he died five years ago, so oh. that might be. Cool. <laughs> it's the ghost of him. But he was uh, he he played a he was on several a couple seasons of Cheers, and he was he was very funny. I forgot he was on Cheers. I was thinking because he was on that uh, Johnny What's His Face version of uh, Sherlock Elementary. He, oh really? He played his father, I think. Oh. I, I don't remember, but uh, that was just before he died. So. I think he was also in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, that sounds sick. about right. Yeah. Um, but he was—I thought he was a funny, dude. He did die in 2015. Yeah. We were we were watching a thing. But about thanks anyway, Clay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> we were watching a thing about the history of Thanksgiving, like a uh, one of those PBS like American life or whatever it's called uh and he was playing uh miles standish i think or yeah he was oh, playing miles oh, standish timely yes 
uh, he was well traveled. I mean, he'd been in a lot of stuff, but like never, like he was always kind of like uh, in the you know in the background or something. But he was also in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. So oh, perfect, well, he's great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Joanne Wally was also in it, who was also married to Val Kilmer at one point. Joanne Wally Kilmer, uh, another actress that you would probably she's been in a million things, but um, you know you don't always know who that is. You're like, oh, I know that person. And of course, uh, David Warner is in this as uh, Bob Cratchit, who yeah. we had, had seen in two of our Star Trek podcasts. Was I guess was more famous at the time for playing bad guys. He was also yeah. the evil dude in Tron. Right. And scary. He was scary in Tron. <laughs> Tron for you. Thank you. I like how um, uh, when the goose is on the table, or like they they taste the pudding, and uh, and every, you're like, oh, it's like, is dad going to be pissed because you fucked up the pudding? It was like the most yeah. dramatic <laughs> part of the whole movie. Was, and every, then like... Ebenezer was like, good enough for uh, Mrs. Cratchit. It's a good so, thing yeah. it was. He was like, was he going to beat her or something? Uh, every time that Mrs. Elder uh, makes, like, bakes, and she's like, okay, because, you know, I can't eat gluten. So it's always right. kind of an adventure there. Uh, <laughs> so every time she, she bakes something and she's like, try it. And I always do that. Another triumph. Another triumph, my dear. Another uh, triumph. I mean, it's, oh, very that's well. what I was going to say. Like, uh, about the Cratchits as a family, like they're obviously they're very nice people. They're very happy for what they have, even though they have so little. Not but they're so not bad like for the Flan- fifteen bob a week, you know. Right. I mean, they're not like the <laughs> Flanderses. You know what I mean? They're not annoyingly good. They're just yes. like genuinely happy, good people. And you're, sometimes Freaking you know, in middle movies, class. you're like, uh, you're like, oh god, they're so good, just and it seems by. fake. Or- but they're genuinely good, and they're just like they just sort of enjoy each other's company. Even when he's like, "We must, you know, a toast to Mr. Scrooge," and like, you know, his wife's sort of like, uh, "No, oh, his wife was Superman's mom." Oh wow, this really is quite the cast. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the best but yeah, she's kind of like, I don't know cat. about yeah. toasting Mr. Scrooge, and he's like, "Hey." He's like, like give him the what for if he were here right now right. in like human form, not in a spiritual. <laughs> but even so, like it's, you know, like Bob Cratchit is like, no, no, no. He's like, have some it's chair. Cool. Yeah. Right. It's Christmas. It's, yeah. And, and then even at, uh, at Fred's house, they're all kind of like, they're kind of laughing. They don't say anything bad about Scrooge. But they're kind of laughing at him, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Kinda they kind of do though, because when she can't, Figure but she can't come up with a simile. Yeah. She, th- right. she says, uh, you know, it's tight. Purse strings. And then, you know, they're like making sense. Oh, he was probably like bah humbug when you asked him over here. Can't believe you asked him here. No, he's not yeah. coming. But Fred is like, oh, of course. And I'll always ask him. You know, he's like Fred family. is. Because Fred is, listen, was, was, was uh, told by his mom that, that Ebenezer used to be a good guy. So he's like, <laughs> Mom liked him, and so my mom, whose name is Fan. Yes, and I, you know, it was weird because he says that uh, his father was mad at him because his mother died in childbirth. Yeah, it always looked like Fan was a younger sister, so it was Fan must be a half sister. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, maybe yeah, because she would maybe she because otherwise she would be dead. Yeah, uh, you know, it wouldn't she have been able to happen. Yeah, maybe she just. Anything. Ebenezer's got some city miles on him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wish that these both of these families, um, not a fan, but um, but Bell's uh, future family or present family with the uh, with the other fella there, they like they were like, oh, look at how many kids there. It was like one, two. I kind of like seven kids in their family, and the Cratchits. They need to. Uh, Discover sheepskin. Haven't uh, they ever heard of it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that was a very big, a very Look small it, they're good, goose. They're good for, Catholic, you know. Right. Very small goose for that many mouths to feed. That's all I'm saying. You're yeah, saying there weren't a lot of drugstores, I guess, back in the 
back in the 1800s. Wasn't in there in the Monty Python movie where the Protestant guy is looking at the Catholic family and going, <laughs> I have all those kids, but I can use condoms, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the thing that was funny when I watched, I, I kind of, this is like a movie I, I know really well, but it was like really cool to just relive it again. Like the, like the in costumes and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know how like, Marley's chains are like these big huge fucking chains he's just like really locked in there I've like tried to draw chains like that my entire life like they're just like really big like links and they're just like whoa and it's like why is he tied down with all that stuff like he's really locked down except for his but mouth that's because he is he, the, sh- he yeah. forged those chains by you know, know in his life by he being did. a douche yeah, he was a douche. He did, but then I kept like having my mind kept going off in the little, little worlds where like, especially when the guy was the the, the ghost of Christmas present was just like so like whoa like like big like over the top like Santa or like he was in the movie Excalibur or something. I was just imagining like a Monty Python version of this movie or something like that. Like how, the, how funny uh... it could be. And, like, there's I mean, a lot of overtones and, like, jokes I would have made. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, a lot of the other versions play it for comedy. And this one is pretty serious. It's a pretty serious ghost. It's like a ghost story, you know? Like, it's scary ghost stories from Christmas is long, long ago. You know, like, that's uh-huh. this is the scary ghost story from the song. But the one thing I will say that was really scary, and I don't know if they intended it to be that scary, but when the ghost of Chris's president opens his robe and there's like two kids, <laughs> the two kids, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, he's what like, the fuck is that? that? That was one of the times where I was like, this is a good time for a double entendre joke, like a like a naked gun, like look at this, and he opens his robe and he's yeah. got a beaver in there, some two beavers, <laughs> two shaved beavers. <laughs> Nice beaver. <laughs> um, but like what? So those are Ebenezer's like sort of not real. It's like sort of fake children or you know, it's a man, they're metaphorical. Right. Yeah, metaphorical. Like it's it's uh, yeah. It's or something. They're, they're greed. Yeah. Want yeah. And, right. Isn't that it? I can't remember. But yeah. yeah. I mean, this is what happens. Yeah. Basically, it's what he's saying. And you know, it's it's He's that like, part is the scary the, part. This is the part we don't. This is the the stuff we don't like to talk about is people that, about how we're not not good to each other. Yeah, and, well, and it yeah, is kind of uh, the the thing is that like even Ebenezer, like you can kind of see him like you slowly through the course of it, like you see him kind of being brought back to you know the side of good, like you you almost see it that way and then you're just like thinking like he's even like he's a dick but he's even like kind of polite about it he's like well i pay for my taxes and like you know what don't we have you know poor houses and stuff like yeah he called they call them institutions i guess but uh yeah but i I still think i don't know i interpret that he's still kind of being a dick he's like well i pay my taxes like yeah he's being a dick but he is like sort of like now good day gentlemen i'll go about my business yeah but but like we've seen like uh you know, we've seen real evil in the world where people like just won't even be, aren't even courteous to each other, or that they lie or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. He's just like, he's pretty much, he does like really wish he could go back and be with Bell and not like have turned all his money into investments and you know spent it on like having a Bob Cratchit life, which could spend it all on beer. <laughs> But I mean, he he is hoarding his money when there are starving, and I guess it is kind of like a I don't know, it's a weird thing. I mean, like because in his mind, he thinks these people are too proud to go to the poorhouse, you know what I mean, and go ask for money, which is kind of well, like a, it's like the thing. Yeah. It's like when you see people nowadays that saying, you know, if you just work hard, things will work out for you and i think that and which is not always the case there are other factors that figure Mm. into people's lives that you can't really you know yeah and then people of extreme privilege like himself like doesn't really see that and he really you know like it's heartbreaking that scene when in the park when he's late he's like leaving his poor girlfriend in the fucking snow like she's sitting on the park bench in the snow in the cold of the winter and he's like oh sorry i'm late I know it's Christmas Eve and everything. 
And she's like, you're a real prick. No, he's <laughs> even worse in the Disney version where he forecloses on her because she was an hour late with the payment or something That's right. like that. <laughs> was like, and wow, in the Bill Murray lose. version, he like, he wants to spend Christmas dressing up as like Bingo the dog or whatever the name of the dog is or whatever. And she's like, it's it's Christmas. These are our friends. We, we go there every year. And he's like, well, if you would put the needs of the bingo show or whatever the name of the dog is <laughs> ahead of your own needs, like you can't you don't even see it. You know, it's that part is pretty sad. I mean, it's, no matter what version of it, the breaking up with the fiance is always bad. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's so and this one is bad. You're right. I mean, they're all bad. And even well, well his his like uh, teacher, high school teacher, whoever it is, whatever. The guy that was like, put your ledges down, time to that's have a Christmas. Yeah, 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 that's Fezziwick. Yeah, yeah, old That's me. Old Fezziwick. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that was you. You should he, know that. He's, he's like, yeah, you got that. Just there's time enough for counting when the deal is done. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's where Kenny Rogers <laughs> got the song from. <laughs> he's like, look, I, I, nudge, nudge. The, she's yeah. bringing her daughters here, eh? Ebenezer, eh? That's... Yeah, it's... Uh... It's like, it, I guess that's like he knew people who could have steered him in the right direction. Is I guess it's the other. It's kind of the bummer. It, I mean, very much. They it's like, yeah, his dad was a jerk, but he knew a lot of nice people. Like, yeah, his girlfriend and his boss, Fezziwig, and you know, like they all tried to help him, and he just like he just was like, nah, like money. You know what I mean? Like, you're good. You're good at the money stuff. You can do that. But guess what? Yeah. You can do that and still get all these daughters, you know, eh? Generous, yeah. Well, as Fezziwag says, there's, there's more to life than just counting and paperwork. Yeah, I mean, there are... Legends. ...that we watch this, too, is how our, how our president is kind of the... <laughs> well, there are some parallels there. Like, yeah. He had a very stern father and he's sort of obsessed with money so yeah. i mean yeah and he doesn't think anything he does is wrong it's <laughs> way cooler way cooler i think he's, he's the outgoing president we won't get too much into it but i did notice yeah some similarities there uh, i'm sure he'll be visited by some ghosts okay okay let's get off that subject all right but yeah we'll start yelling at us so <laughs> sorry tim <laughs> no, we, only, we only have one, one yeah but yeah, so I yeah, like I know the 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 ghosts of Christmas yet to come, as they call them in this version, because they're very um they're very true to the book in this in this one, which is another thing that was very cool. I really like. But uh, George C. Scott nominated for an Emmy an Emmy for this. An yeah, an Emmy in, in a <laughs> elite Sorry. actor to live in Uncle by Emmy. <laughs> it got a big rating too. It was like a 20.7 rating, which like by 1984 standards, because like literally there are only three channels. Yeah. Like that was it was good. But like by today's standards, that was those would be like awesome ratings. Yeah. Well, it's like but, a, that's that's more than like a quarter of the, the viewership watching. So, yeah. But uh, anyways, well, yeah, the, the Christmas. Yeah. To, I mean, that is scary. You never, you know, he doesn't say anything. You never. So like it's it's always scary. But the part with the the robe and the kids in the robe is probably the scariest part in the whole thing. But uh, and yeah, then, the, oh well, well. Here's something about it, almost like this. This brings me back to the the interesting time travel questions or or whatever. It's not really a time travel thing, but it's like when he's like at his grave and he's like, oh my god, like I need what to what? How can I sponge my name off of this tombstone? Like. If you are brought to the future and show you your grave, like you shouldn't be surprised because you are gonna die. <laughs> yeah. You know, know what I mean? But, like it doesn't but say I that... think the idea was that there was nobody there mourning him and, and whatever. Yeah. It wasn't just that he was dead. Of course he's going to die. Oh, and by the way, that tombstone the tombstone is still there. Nice. Apparently they asked there was like a a tombstone that didn't have anything on it in this graveyard that they were filming in, and they asked permission if they could carve Ebenezer Scrooge on it. And they just left it there. It's still oh. apparently still there. Once a year, George C. Scott would go there with the sponge and try to sponge, sponge yeah. it off. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry, it just won't come off. I keep trying. 
But uh, yeah, I don't think it's so much that, you know, that he was dead. I mean, he was an old man, but uh, I think it was kind of just that there was no one, no one mourned him. No one really No, cared. in fact, people were, were, were they were laughing. Yeah. yeah. They're like, like, well, I guess I'll go because I used to buy corn from him or whatever. And he's like, I'm only, <laughs> the one guy says, I'm only going if, if it's going to be lunch. <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, you know, selling off his stuff because he stealing didn't have it. Anything. Stealing it and selling yeah, it. Yeah, stole the old dead cat and threw like it off. Like ran in, they grabbed it and stuck it on eBay. Oh, yeah, I probably would have done that, huh? <laughs> Live back then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's that's uh, I mean, the future, it was, it was scary for him. But then uh, it's the same thing. He's always kind of like, Oh, can I change it? Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the thing about George C. Scott in this uh, is that he goes from very subtle to very over the top, but it always feels natural to me. It seems that's, right. Everything yeah, about it that's seems what his, really his great. acting brought to the role. I was just like, he is so good in this. Yeah. Everyone's good in it, except for the part where Tiny Tim says, God bless us, and then the whole Cratchit family goes, everyone! Yeah, everyone! I'm like, oh, <laughs> you shouldn't have left that in. That was not so good. Oh, poor... Poor time. You gotta leave it. Well, it's in there twice. Yeah, I think it's in there twice. It's the second right. time that they say it, where the whole family yeah. says it back to him. That's where it's like, oof. Okay, nah. I mean, I get where you're going with this, but it's it's real. That's hokey. There's like a couple little spots. Like there was something when that Ebenezer I. and Bell break up, and they play yeah. that very dramatic. Dun, 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 dun. I'm like, yeah. no, and then in the screeching sounds, screech. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but also, I, I kind of misremembered the end because I thought maybe. Because I hadn't seen it in such a long time, but it, I did kind of like naturally knew every beat of the movie as I was watching it. But I thought that maybe he had visited the Cratchits. Yeah, they uh, do that in other versions. Yeah, but yeah, that's probably why there's like so many different versions. I think in the book he doesn't visit them, and in the book too, the spirits visit over three nights, not just one night. So. Mm. Glad that I always preferred the condense it down to one night. It makes it more dramatic. <laughs> I have to I have to tell you something, something. This is like a weird thing, but like my weird job where we do contests. They, my as soon as I started working at this job, they were like, "Okay, one day of the year, we basically someone has to stay up all night. We do a different contest and pick a winner every hour for twenty four hours." And mm. I was like. What? That sucks. <laughs> and I was like, I'm up pretty late, so I guess that's okay. Like, I could do it till fucking three or four in the morning, like no sweat, because I'd probably be up anyways. But it was annoying to like, you know, like doze off and then like have have to get up. And right. then, you gotta be on. You gotta be awake. I don't have to. Or... I I just had to do like some computer thing. You know, like, I didn't have to talk to anybody or anything, but, like, I had to do, like, some computer stuff and then, like, be like, okay, well, it is three in the morning. Maybe I should sleep for another. <laughs> and then I'd wake up again. And so, like, being interrupted over the course of the one night, given the choice, I would have spread it out over the course of a week. Yeah, I'm sure. But luckily, that hasn't um, happened to me yet. People think I still have the spirit of Christmas in me. Well, that's that's very good. I think um, I I remember thinking when I was a kid when they would say like, oh, the first one's going to be coming at eleven or whatever, like in the Mickey's version. I was like, oh, that's late, you know, because I was like a real little kid. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this is also the only version. Speaking of similarities and whatever to the book, this is also the only version where where Scrooge is actually wearing like clothes. Oh, he's not wearing his like yeah, his little yeah, it's like nightgown kind of thing. His uh, nightmare before Christmas, like with Mama and her her kerchief, and I in my cap. Nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> I said night. Or twas the night before Christmas. You said nightmare, but that's all right. Yeah, that's okay. You know what it's, I meant. I know what you meant. For a second, I didn't. <laughs> I thought it's very character. I was like, wait, I, I forgot. Good. The 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 how the turntables. Uh, on the turntable. So I think, yeah, like George C. Scott basically just just didn't want to wear. And who can blame her? 
you know, a cap and nightgown and everything. I think Especially that's cause... maybe the reason that I watch so many shows like Downton Abbey and stuff like that is because this movie, like, was, like, ingrained in me as, like, one of my favorite things ever. Oh, I like his I like his clothes. His his yeah. jaunty red vest at the end. Yes. He really stylish. gets dressed it up. He's like, oh, I got to get dressed. And everybody's got those ba-ba-ba. mutton chops. Oh, yeah, the old Wolverines. <laughs> yeah. The mutton chops. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was closer to the book. As far as which Not a hundred percent, but no. I mean, the, the, like, if you've seen the Patrick Stewart version, which I don't recommend, I think that includes more stuff from the book that this one didn't include, like where they, the ghost of Christmas present, I think, has taken him like it through the air or something, and they go like through a lighthouse, and they see all these guys on a ship, on a, like that's in the book, but there's no real, it doesn't add anything to it. It's just showing how people are celebrating christmas in different places it didn't really move the story along so i have a mind that they removed that from this yeah i I have a note about the the original dickens uh they it was published in on christmas eve uh, well published on 19th of december 1843 and sold out by christmas eve so it was out and instantly sold out and then um and then they did like they before they started doing uh, like plays or or any adaptations of it, they would just do it as a reading. Mm. And uh, the first one of those was 10 years later in 1853. And then Dickens kind of rewrote the original book so that it could lend itself to be like read as like a story instead of like, instead of like a book, you know, like more of like a spoken word album as mm. opposed to like a novel. Mm. Oh. But apparently... When he he went to read it, and after a couple of performances, people because people were paying to come see it, he told he said, "No, take out all the seats and just let in the poor people," and made it free for oh, like, that, huh? poor. Ah. Well, I, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say poor people, but you know, not the rich people. He wanted everyone to be able to see you it. You can not say just poor people on this. Podcast. All right, I'll say poor people. But yeah, so like, and that became like a thing. He started touring like around America with that because he's he sort of popular. credited for. Like reviving Christmas, people weren't really paying much attention to it until this story came around and sort of reintroduced Christmas to everyone, and then it became a big thing again. Apparently, it really is like to me watching it now. Like, I kind of get a little bah humbug about Christmas, and you know, I you you gotta like buy gifts for like family members and stuff, and you're like, does anybody need anything right now? Like, not even like. (laughs) And I was yeah. kind of like a a little bit like, oh, like Christmas is just a bunch of fucking bah humbug. I was <laughs> feeling that the other day, and, and I was just like, Ugh, why do we do this? And I was like, I remembered all the times I was in my twenties, and I like would call my sister and be like, yeah, I'm not doing any of this Christmas bullshit this year. Fucking fuck this, you know, like mm. punk rock version of me. And then and then my sister was like, threatened me. And she was like. She was like, that might be the Christmas you want to have, but it's not the Christmas that I want to teach my daughters to have, so you better come up to Christmas so I can play along. And I was like, all right, all right. And then, you know, it does kind of like, I do like, I, I swung back from the humbug. My humbug meter swung back into, you know, positive after that, but. Yeah, I, I always, I always, my, my humbug meter is generally at Christmas. It's usually towards the cratchit end of the meter (laughs) yeah it's great i mean you have to it's fun i mean i i do remember those days though clay like late 20s even which because i feel like even that's even too late to do it but i was kind of like oh i gotta go see my family you know what i mean like you're like like, broke you know what i mean yeah i was broke and it's like this obligation of going all and then it's like oh and then my brother is gonna come with his family and it's like not a big deal. My brother always comes like the next day or a couple of days later because he has Christmas with his in-laws and stuff and yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it's fine. But at the time, I used to be really upset at that. I'm like, come on. How can we never get Christmas? I always got to celebrate Christmas two days later. Like, that's the worst thing in the world, you know. But I, I, I've i I've gone off of that, too. And it, I'm fine with it now. But, yeah, it's funny how... 
Yeah, it's easy to get a little cynical about it, you know. But uh, you know, I broke out my Chris, my Spotify Christmas playlists, uh, oh, you know, yesterday, you and I'm like, all right, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's easy. It's like in like the middle of November, you walk into a store and you see all the Christmas decorations and stuff, and you're like, come on, really? Yeah, no, already. None of that stuff bothers me. Well, that's good. That's yeah, very good. So I'm always fine with it. If you want to start Christmas on November 1st, totally fine with that. It doesn't bother me. I don't personally, but I, I don't okay sit by the this the, year in particular. The changing, yeah, exactly. The changing of the Reese's, the special Reese's candies. So like, sure. there's like a what I like to call a grace period between. November 1st and like November 3rd at the max when <laughs> pumpkins you, when you can get the pumpkins mm. on a discount because it's after Halloween and then all of a sudden you're like oh I missed the discount and then you're like paying full price for fucking Christmas trees on November 3rd it's it's fucking outrageous <laughs> yeah. so you like that sweet spot right in the middle we uh, I like to get in there like in November first ideally yeah, then right you get when the... they open yeah because <laughs> that's really otherwise you show up it. too late you're all you got is sprees and nerds and nobody wants those no sprees they still make those jesus wow um i, I haven't had those in a while I, I have heard that the pumpkins have the best peanut butter to chocolate ratio but i don't know that's the way to go the pumpkins yeah. and the trees probably well probably maybe. i don't know but uh Maybe the shape of the pumpkins is a little bit more. Well, my Those yeah, my C- my lady, that's what she tells me. I haven't had one in like twenty years, but the uh, this could the, be the year. Maybe this. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get a tree this year. What did you um, guys think of the the um when the the prank, the Ebenezer prank when he's like sitting in the dark, ready to fire crash it. Well, so I'll tell you. Things. I'll tell you this. I I like it, and here's why. Because uh, I use it with Mrs. Elder when she does something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Not something wrong, like in a bad way, like something like funny, like you know, like you know, like you left the drawer open that that had something, and the cat jumped up and knocked something off of because of it, or whatever. So I'll sit in a room, and when she come in from work or something, I'll just yell, "Mr. Cratchit!" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. It's funny, but I, I don't know. I mean, I've, honestly, I've never read the book. I don't know if that's something that he did. I've seen that in other versions where he's kind of, you know, like Scrooge kind of pretends. To, yes. Yeah. I, I, it's like, he doubles his uh, salary and then he's like, I'm going to get that kid walking. Don't worry about it. It's like all of a sudden I would be like, wait, 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 wait. How do you how know do you, all this shit? Yeah, how do you know about my son? You've never literally yeah. asked me a personal question in the 20 years that I've worked here. <laughs> Well, it's funny too because then he, when he goes over to Fred's house, he's kind of like, he's talking about all the stuff, and you know, and he's like, "Oh, we'll play simile. You like that, right? You know, like someone like, says this, yeah. answer that. Yeah, if someone asks tight as, you say a drum." Yeah, you know? that was my yeah. other. Maybe it was kids in the hall. Maybe it was a Monty Python, but I thought there would be great, great use of a double entendre yeah. right there. I mean, tight for a as, second, I thought he said tight as ass, tight as a yeah. butthole, tight as. Tight as, uh, you know, bells. Tight as what have you. Uh, but uh, but like, it's funny because he watched them play it, so it's kind of like none of them are like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I also was like, he's like, uh, I also said that uh, Christmas was a humbug yesterday. And he's like, I didn't, uh, that was a humbug. I didn't know it then, but I know it now. And I was like, what the fuck happened in 24 <laughs> hours to you, Uncle Scrooge? You know? Yeah. But you're totally but different man. That's what Fred's, you know, that's Fred, boy. He's, he's, just, he's just happy. Right. He's like, hurrah. I love that. <laughs> he's just happy. Like, he doesn't care about any of this other shit. He doesn't care what happened. He's just happy. He's like, okay, you're going to be here. Yeah. Sounds and, good. And then it's kind of like, I'm surprised it's not like a little bit like, uh, okay, like we asked you yesterday and like, we bought a certain size cake. So yeah, we only got. Uh, we were sort of planning were, for not this. I made. We made. We decided to go Cornish game hens, and you didn't tell me you were coming. <laughs> and so, like now, we're like short one. I guess I'll. You can have mine. I don't know, but thanks a lot for just coming over like this. 
I'm sure Ebenezer can buy. I mean, he bought that giant turkey for Cratchit. Sure I like can... that guy, the poultry guy. He, it's he like, I'll like... Yeah, box you on your ears, kid, if you're lying to me. <laughs> I know. Why does <laughs> Jeez. Hey, I don't like, want he's that. He's got a little like... special poultry like carriage that's perfect for carrying around big turkeys. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that before. Well, you I mean, weren't alive like in 1843, so maybe they were everywhere. And it was like a big, long English name, like poultryer Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was really weird. Ye old poulterer. <laughs> poulterer. Well, I was like, well, I didn't order this. Like, who ordered it? Anonymous! Yeah. <laughs> okay. I always, I always wanted uh, like the ending of this to for Scrooge to kind of go, yeah, that was me, by the way, all that stuff, that was me. I know, I mean, like, the idea is I, it doesn't matter, but yeah. I mean, you know, you, you don't need credit, but I mean, it, it, I'm sure Cratchit, uh, like when he went to bed, that uh, night, yeah, they like, figure it out at some point since, uh, you know, Tiny you know, I, I just picture him going to his, his his wife, like, you know, maybe it was Ebenezer actually, considering the double salary, and he wasn't mad that I was late. I don't know. Maybe was it was him. Now he's loving our son. Yeah. I do like that, too. They're just like, Tiny Tim didn't die. It's like, oh, Ever. Ever. Yeah, like, is he still alive 200 years later? See, now, here's if there was a, a sequel follow-up, which there have been, but not an official one. But right. I feel that uh, Ebenezer Scrooge would be now one of the ghosts of Christmas something that would visit people. You know, oh. after he died, you know, he'd be like, OK, now I'm going to I'm going to pay it forward. You know, there you go. Yeah. The, the ghost of Christmas present does make allusions to like those of his kind and stuff like that. He like, said he has 1800. He is the current year is what he really is. Oh, hmm. I see. Yeah. Because he said, how many brothers do you have? And he says 1800 or so of them. <laughs> yeah. So every year there's a new ghost of Christmas. Present? Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, uh, baby New Year. You know, yeah. It's like you get hired for a job, and you know it has a certain shelf life. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. I, all have, I have some trivia that I found that I thought was pretty interesting. Let's drop some knowledge on this. Um, Scrooge paid Cratchit fifteen shillings a week. In those days, a feast of the ghost of uh, the goose. Uh, not you can't eat the ghosts. <laughs> the, the, the goose. <laughs> Seven shillings pudding, five shillings onion, sage, and oranges, three shillings would have cost. So that whole meal would have cost a week's pay. Mm. That's and pretty interesting. Tiny was that Tim, icky pudding, by the way? I, I, am I, did I ask that? Uh, they just call any sort of dessert pudding. And I guess you're right. Yeah, I don't even I want to believe that it's figgy pudding. I want it to be chocolate because that's what I want it to be like it a lava look, cake. It, it did look like, like a lava cake, it but it probably did, yeah. wasn't. It probably was more like figgy, some some gross English. Bring us aspic. some figgy pudding. It was probably like aspic and licorice flavor. Like, right, <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, oh, what was Tiny Tim's ailment? Modern doctors have speculated that, based on the symptoms Dickens made up, he had a kidney disease that made his blood too acidic. That condition could be fatal if left untreated due to poverty, wow. but was treatable with proper medical care. So that's what doctors say about Tiny Tim. Interesting. I guess I never thought what what his ailment was. I always assumed but, it was the only other thing I knew about that, like polio or whatever. Like, yeah, that's what I had <laughs> right. Like, I mean, what would make I it so he couldn't walk? Really you know, like are we he's a gimp. The kid's a gimp. <laughs> <laughs> and those poor kids, like the ones, well, Tiny Tim. And the ones under Christmas presents rope, like they, the like the makeup on those kids was like horrifying. Their teeth were yeah. gross. Oh yeah. Everything about them was gross. Ugh. Yeah. But uh Look how they yeah. carry them. I, again, yeah, I always remember the Mickey's Christmas Carol. Tiny Tim just—he looked kind of bow-legged. Like I don't really know. <laughs> like they didn't. Obviously, they don't explain his ailment, but yeah, like. Yeah, seeing I as just, how that's only like a half hour long, they really. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even long. think it's that long. I, I guess it's about twenty minutes, really. But yeah, like it, his just, his legs just to kind of just look like they just don't—they just go in different directions or something. It was very strange, but uh, yeah, obviously we don't need to know what was wrong with him in the Disney version. Just. 
But we know that he died, which is pretty dark for Disney. Yeah. yeah. Disney movie. Oh, uh, one more thing. Scrooge oh, was please. generous in giving Cratchit Christmas Day off. In 1843, most workers would have been denied the day off. Oh. oh. How about that? I guess you're right. But like, like you well, said. Poulterer was working, the old Poulterer. River. Yeah. The... Well, he's got, that's like busy time for him, though, you know. I, he's like uh you know those people that are nurses and stuff that well you see a lot of you, you do see a lot of people out and about while uh scrooge is walking through town you yeah know? yeah uh so like michael gow yeah and the michael other gow is the essential worker of his time i guess so yeah yeah i mean I, I, you see a lot of people out now i mean i've gone to restaurants and stuff and cbs on christmas didn't we go to the movies? On the, I've been to the movies on Christmas, which I remember our friend Lee was like, I hate people like you. I was like, well, because he had, I went, saw, I went and saw Tomorrow Never Dies with uh, my mom, my dad, and my sister nice. on Christmas Day. I always when wanted did we to see the. That. When did we see the Muppets? That was, oh, that was on Thanksgiving. That, that was, was a big day, too. That yeah. was like everybody's, like nine families went along to that. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> the your mom families. sat next to each other and shared yeah. popcorn. Yeah, you guys were like a date. It was like one of the best dates I ever had. Yeah. No, I mean, don't. Sorry, Dad. No. No, I mean, it's a compliment. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I understand what he, because he had to work in a movie theater and it's, you know, it's it's shitty because, like, everyone's got to work. I'm going to tell you, that was one of the best Christmases we had. Like, we're still making references to that Christmas because I was delivering pizzas at the time. So I had those pizza things in the back of my car because i didn't bring you know the things that the pizza guy brings up and yeah. pulls out your food and like we were making jokes about how we were going to pretend that we were bringing packages into the house that pulverous. they were all presents to make us look more popular to all the neighbors that we had oh. got so we were always like mm, packages so that was like a joke for like 20 something years now at this point uh, maybe, maybe a little you were uh Sneaking in some poultry in those bags. We didn't. We didn't bring it into the theater. It was like when we were coming back home, and we were trying to impress the neighbors with all our packages. I I was wondering. I, I wonder if I could get one of those. I I when I pick up pizza from like, I'm sure the place up could. the street. I'm all, I get very concerned about like, it's gonna be cold. <laughs> By the time I get home, I think they have even better ones now. Like you, they plug them in and stuff. You know? I had to uh, get so. myself one. Yeah, uh, and we did clean them out on a regular basis. I just want everyone to know that. Oh, good. Your, your pizza place. You can generally... buy one of those on Amazon because the same. Yeah, I think I might get delivery one. Delivery bags. Yeah, maybe I will. Anyways, back to the Christmas. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, I mean, it doesn't. Really, I mean, things are open on Christmas, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, it's not. I don't think it's a miserly kind of like. I expect you to work. I mean, maybe for some people it is, but yeah. like for. You know, because everybody's Catholic. Or Sorry, whatever. everybody celebrates Christmas. Well, yeah, I mean, my my Jewish wife used to always get Chinese food every Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to. Uh, I have oh. to actually write something for work that's like, where to get Chinese food in Boston on Christmas Day. We uh, she used to also so we had a friend who was. I mean, he's still our friend. <laughs> and he's, I think he still works there, but he works as like a, he works in the hospital and he sometimes would take the Christmas shift when no one else, you know, would, or he would have to work Christmas because no one else would work. And I think you get, he might've gotten holiday pay or something, whatever it was, but she would like wait for him to get out of work. And then they would go out drinking because <laughs> they were like the only two people not doing anything on Christmas. Cause like his family and, and, and everybody were already doing whatever they were doing. So instead of like going out, he would just go home and then they would go out to a bar. Like, it's great. This. So it's kind of funny. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, I think you get some fun Christmas memories. Yeah. 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 I used to work at that shitty uh, security job where you'd work three days of 12 hour shifts. And originally I was supposed to work Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And then they asked if I would rather do, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I was like, yes, I'll do that. Get those out of the way. And then I have four days off. And I was so glad that I made that choice because I would have had to sit in a fucking parking lot on Christmas Day for 12 hours if oh I had, if it had worked out that year. I was like, oh, thank God I chose this other way around. Oh, wow. I did like 
I didn't do it with the, you know, looking ahead to when Christmas fell. I was like, I missed every holiday that year that I worked there. Like, I didn't have to. Well, yeah, you don't know if, like, you're going to be there for two years or whatever. You yeah. know, also, so you probably also, didn't want to be. But, like, one of the worst jobs I ever worked oh, at. That's one, that was one that really makes you question your life decisions. Yeah. Can you imagine somebody, though, probably took that shift and just whatever. Yeah. Oh. They had to do it. I would have I done it so. if I was, had to be of service. But, uh, yeah. Okay, it's not like I haven't worked on Christmas. Being a freelancer, I'm always working. So. All right. That's All right. true. I pretty much have worked at least for an hour every Christmas. I like work every day. It doesn't really matter. So Cratchit had it okay, I guess is what we're saying. Yeah, he yeah. got day off. So, and most other people in 1843 wouldn't have. So good well, on even, even miserly Scrooge. Let him have the day off. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he was a jerk in every other way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't want to work for him. Yeah. Because uh, Cratchit probably didn't I didn't even have know a lot what they were doing. Like Ebenezer Screws like had some like corn. He had corn. He was selling corn. He they were doing ledgers. They're. Do why did he have probably had a, his his Cratchit finger in every pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In every 1840 pie. I won't make a Mrs. Cratchit joke. <laughs> you are, you're saucy tonight, Clay. Yeah. Oh, I just kept thinking of these funny jokes that I was like, God damn it. Yeah, you're kind of doing a little mystery science theater. Yeah, it was like, but it was only in my head. Yeah. There weren't even full jokes, but I was just like snickering. Ha ha. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> my life. So. Clive Donner is the director of this movie. We should we should point out. Um, yes. Yeah, that's why I sent you guys Old Dracula because that was a, a movie called uh, Old Dracula or Vampira. I sent the thing to uh, Sam and I was like, "Have you ever seen this?" He's like, "No, I've never seen that." But it's like an, a, a kind of like a funny Doctor Strangelove Dracula movie. Wow, I, I did not know that, but. He actually, uh, yeah, he's been he in... like he was like the 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 guy that directed edited, edited. like another Christmas Carol. Is that was yeah. He edited the a different fifties fifties version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the so, uh, the uh, Jacob Marley scene in that where he pulls he does you know where he says uh, you were always a good man of business and you know business mankind was my business in that version. He says, you're a good man of business. He goes, business? <laughs> We're like, what? whoa. Did someone just kick him in the nuts when he said that? <laughs> so I recommend it just for that one scene. Ghosts don't have nuts. <laughs> business? <laughs> he directed a lot of movies, though, and uh, he was quite well known. He did Oliver Twist. He did uh, Babes in Toyland. my favorite, I love it. Uh, and a movie called The Nude Bomb. Oh, that's a Get Smart movie. Oh, excellent. Oh, Which was of, apparently terrible. Hoping a little more, uh, you know, there'd be some nudity. I don't I don't think there actually is any nudity in The Nude Bomb, which is oh. pretty ironic. There might be, but... Why would they... Why, but why, why would they call it that? Just try to get you to see it? Yeah. Why would they call it Old Dracula? I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Aren't all Draculas old? Right? Very good. <laughs> oh, really well, but anyway, feet. Clive Donner did pass away in 2010, but uh, his legacy lives on. Yes. Whenever we watch the nude bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, with this movie, which, as I said, it is shown every year on AMC. So if yeah, you get I think a chance... pretty much the only one that's still alive from the movie is like David Warner at this point. Wow. You don't think the kid who played Tiny Tim is? Maybe still... he is too, but I'm uh, let's say <laughs> established actors then. Right. Well, um, Joanne Wally is still alive. Good. Who but did she play? She played Fan. Okay. Fan. Ebenezer's sister. Yes. Sister. sister. All right, let's wrap this up then because we're yeah. kind of rambling now. We're, yeah, we're rambling, but. Um, yeah, check it out wherever you get a chance. It is available now on DVD and stuff. We watched, I watched it on YouTube, but uh, you know, go pay for it. It's worth it. 
and if you want to get into the holiday spirit, this is a good one. This I helps. bought it because I knew I would watch it again. Uh, I'll Very. I might even watch it again this year. Very good, Clay. So check us out on leakpodcast.com, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five star review on Apple. And um, yeah, have yourself a merry little Christmas. And we'll talk God to you. bless us. Oh,